recording. Welcome back to BFFs. It's your boy, Pat Artis, here with uh we haven't been we haven't done a BFFs in a long time on Quick Sixer, so I'm really excited about this. Also, this has been a super long time coming trying to get this motherfucker on this show. Jesse Butler, what beer have you picked for us? <clears throat> I have picked uh what a friend what a friend and I have dubbed as the true champagne of beers in Pabst Blue Ribbon PBR. The PBR. Jesus. Probably, and I think I can say this without any hyperbole or sarcasm or anything, mm-hmm. probably the single greatest beer that will oh. ever grace any Twitch stream. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. mean that. <clears throat> Okay, okay. As much as I love PBR, I do not fully believe that statement at all. Okay, so PBR, um, I have some funny stories about PBR, but that's not what BFFs is about. And of course, uh, it wouldn't be a BFFs unless I was drinking it as well. Look at him. Look at this guy. He got the 16 ounce. I have a six pack of 16 ounces. And I just had, you know... You never <clears throat> drink PBR in ones. So oh, here we true. go. One one leads to many with PBR. It really does. So it is what it is. I'm on for the ride. This is the first time this beer has ever graced this show or any quick sixer show. So it's an, it's an honor. Yeah. Cheers to that. And I'm going to drink it for the fucking can. That's probably a first too. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Just breaking new ground over here. You really are. We have hundreds of episodes, (laughs) and this is probably a first. So there you go. There you go, America. We're drinking your beer. TBD. (laughs) (laughs) That's I mean, that's pretty fair, honestly. Um so I was gonna say I was gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you my quick story about PBR. And then you tell me why we why you wanted to pick this beer, okay? Cool. And the, well, yeah, actually, yeah, I'll tell you this quicker. Then you introduce yourself. Then we'll then we'll talk about PBR. So the quick story about PBR is when Quick Sixer was still recording in California, I re- I was heavy on reaching out to people to sponsor shows. Mm-hmm. And as longtime listeners listeners will know. But it worked. It worked a lot. So we were sponsored a lot. Got a lot of free beer. And PBR was one of those ones on the list as well as like um most most like uh you know your 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 classic lineup on Anheuser Busch is what I'm is what I'm referring to is like the Budweisers, the all of those. Mm-hmm. So we reached out to them too. But PBR <clears throat> they all right. First thing to know about this is you can't buy PBR in LA. What? Everywhere, at least. It's just not <clears throat> a common beer to find. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, I don't want to say I would like, you know, it's d- definite you can't buy it there, but I don't think I ever saw it there. Okay. So, and when we reached out, they said we don't have a distribution there. So we can't let you go get it i said all right well that's that so 
long story short, we didn't get PBR on the show because they wouldn't give us anything. Couldn't they just mail it? Is that legal? At that time, you couldn't. Okay. There's a lot. There's so many weird rules about mailing beer Mm -hmm. that we've we've broken but um <laughs> allegedly yeah her uh yeah yeah so the pbr is the red white and blue whale i'd say okay okay <laughs> but anyways jesse let's introduce you and then you introduce me to this and why it means anything to you <laughs> um fair uh i guess i don't know like I guess at this point in my life, I would just be Jesse that's consistently and constantly working on Danger Zone video in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. That's correct. Um, we're opening on August 5th. Uh, it'll be a physical media store in Mount Juliet, selling VHS, boutique Blu-rays and DVDs, all kinds of movie uh, accessories and knickknacks and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> but I've done some other things. Uh, I've done you know, some work in independent professional wrestling, which ties into my love of pbr um as a commentator ring announcer wrestler all kinds of dumb stuff uh, but as far as pbr goes um i'll give you a quick story on uh, a tie-in with wrestling and pbr for me uh Brittany and i and our friend chris used to have a wrestling podcast called kick out of two and when Brittany was still working on nashville she had a summer break basically and we decided, <clears throat> all because of a wrestler named Cold Stone, Tim Boston, uh, who was an ice cream. Uh, his, his whole gimmick is like, or at the time, really heavily revolved around ice cream. Okay. Um, he <laughs> tweeted at us and asked what he had to do to get on the podcast. And at the time, we were very, um, we were traveling like every weekend to go to different wrestling shows, whether it was Atlanta, somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, wherever. Brittany had that summer break coming up. So we fucking drove to Nebraska uh, to go to a wrestling show to meet this guy and interview him. And uh, a mutual, well, a friend of ours uh, told us that we had to meet this guy named Eric Cannon, who I believe was the first PBR sponsored wrestler. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was either a bartender or worked at music videos, uh, outside of wrestling. Um, but <clears throat> like right here on his hand, he has, I think it's, uh, place Pabst here. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty good because of our friend, Jason, uh, Jason thought that Eric and I looked alike. So got a picture with Eric, talked to him. I think we interviewed him too. He w- took us to his car and in his car. Uh, in his trunk, he had just like garbage bags full of PBR stuff that they had sent him wristbands, hats, uh, koozies, all kinds of stuff. And he just loaded us up with a bunch of PBR stuff. Jesus. Um, I actually still have one of the PBR wristbands that he gave me, and I've kept it on my gear shifter in every car I've had since. <laughs> so there's a little introduction tie in to the PBR. Okay. But I have, okay. I actually have a lot of the more, like the closer it got time for us to do this, I was like, man, PBR has been pretty consistent in my life for a while. <laughs> that's, um, <clears throat> that's kind of the common, the common thread with, with this show is like, I thought about it one day and how cer- certain people just, I, you think about with certain people and you think, like, oh man, like, what a, if someone's coming over your house, you, 
you might know what their drink is, right? Or their beer is like they, they like. I started thinking about that concept and it kind of dawned on me that that is a thing for everyone. Like everyone yeah. kind of has some, it's, I think about it in beer terms, but there's drink terms, you know, but um, yeah, it's, it's like when I think of certain people, I think, Oh, certain beers, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. Like they're just certain certain beers I associate with people and then turns out that's more than just an idea. People usually have some kind of weird or like super sweet story that like connects them to that particular thing. And even if they don't even fucking like it, they still just have it around. It's like Man. nostalgia almost. <clears throat> so it's actually crazy that you bring that up. This isn't a PBR related story, but of all days for this to pop up in my feed t- mm-hmm. today of all days is very strange. I was on TikTok this morning and I get a lot of those like uh, Reddit TikToks where people just read like Reddit posts. And this guy talked about how he accidentally uncovered like a deep, dark family secret through Heineken. Uh, He always grew up (laughs) with every like all the males in his family drinking Heineken. Like that's kind of what they bonded over. Um, And then there was some like relatives party or whatever. And he was in charge of getting the beer, but he personally didn't like Heineken. He always just drank it because he knew everybody else drank it. So, you know, he's like, whatever. Well, it's just easy. So he got one six pack of Heineken and a bunch of other beers, put them in the cooler, mixed them all up. Party's over. He goes back to check the cooler. All the Heinekens are there. He offers them to somebody in his family. And they're like, I don't even like that shit. Like give it to somebody else. He's like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, I feel the same way. Then he goes to like, I think it was like his dad or his grandfather or something. He's like, oh, there's six Heinekens left if you want them. And they were like, I've never liked Heineken. I don't understand why Heineken was like the family beer for so long. So then he was at like the the very end of the TikTok was basically him saying, so he stood out in the backyard and poured out each beer from the six pack and it felt eerily like a funeral and that's when i discovered that nobody in my family actually likes heineken so we've just been living alive for all these years <laughs> and i was like i'm glad that's like an innocent dark secret instead of like all the other ways it could have gone but yeah. like heineken's like, gross to me like so. like oh your real grandfather like drank it. yeah Not the one that's your real family actually liked it yeah that makes sense that's that that's really cool i appreciate you sharing that it's um but it's like it's so true though like mm-hmm. you know like i haven't had a pbr i probably had one my brother got a got on a real kick of pbr for a minute but i probably haven't had one fuck man maybe since college damn yeah like i don't it's not a beer i have very often and i think yeah i think this was um shout out to to the homies but like um my boys dan and brian this is all they would buy Mm -hmm. and we had like designated beer pong tables at everybody's houses so it was like it was a thing that we was like oh you can pick up a 12 pack of pbr for less than ten dollars you might as well (laughs) might as well just do that or you know the six 16 ounces for what six bucks or some shit they're basically just giving the shit away Mm -hmm. um we so the old house i used to live in with my best friend it was for a while like the party house 
So we had, you know, our beer pong set up, whatever, whatever beer games we were playing. PBR was steady in the rotation of beers. Like people would just come over and bring like a six pack or 12 pack, whatever, just to contribute. Um, And it was basically just community. Like if you want a beer, go grab it. Uh, But PBR was all, it was pretty much always PBR and Coors Light. Uh, Miller Light (laughs) for a while. Okay. And then I had a Miller Lite that tasted too much like cornflakes. And I was like, I, that's weird. I can't do that's it. Weird. Uh, so that was Coors Light and PBR for the most part. But um, I actually I can't see it right now, but I have a PBR tattoo. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very small, uh, but I went on a real hard. I got my beer taste um, on Blue Moon because I had a really mm-hmm. hard time getting past the actual beer taste. So the citrus helped me a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I went straight into a PBR kick for a long time. Uh, so it didn't take long to get there, but once I got there, I, I ended up getting a small PBR tattoo on my left arm. Uh, insane. Yeah. It's also the international beer of punks, I do believe. So being who was at a, yeah. Cause it's like dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, I remember going to shows at this old venue called the muse and I was, uh, allegedly underage at the time um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a friend of mine was bartending and she would just throw beers at me and I can't count the times it was either the red stripe they couldn't sell or PBR because they always overbought on PBR because they knew they they would run through it maybe not that night but it was usually walk in walk past the bar and have a beer chucked at me and it was red stripe or PBR mm-hmm. so those are those are the two that I feel like people do not you know you're you're pretty you're pretty right on that PBR is a very popular venue drink, mm-hmm. like just in general, like small concerts, especially um, Red Stripe's an interesting one because it's only yeah. in bottles. So it's like bottles at a venue is kind of interesting just in general. Like that usually doesn't happen. That later proved to be a really bad call. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the glass situation is not good. So, yeah, I can see this being a. It's so funny. One PBR, one sixteen ounce at probably like a baseball game. You could buy a whole twelve pack, like yeah. just for their cost. So like they're making so much money over what this is, but it's insane to me. Even if you raise like the price of a PBR, like I don't know, like if you charge what like eight bucks for a PBR, right? Like, that yeah, that's insane. Riots. That's food and a PBR outside of wherever you are. You go to McDonald's, get like two to three dollar menu items and a tall boy PBR. Yeah, you're you're a king. You're a king. Yeah. You're, you're eating good that night. All right. I, I have I have lived that exact <laughs> diet more than anybody should. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, <clears throat> if that's that's why you wanted to be is so there's no family connection really. It's just like this was the thing that after you acquired a, a taste for beer, this was the thing that you got thrown in. Um, so there is a bit of a deeper connection, uh, not family per se. Um, but it started off like blue moon and then I got a beer taste and it was PBR cause it was cheap and I was poor for a long time. Um, <clears throat> and then I still drank PBR. Then we did the wrestling <laughs> podcast and then we met thing. Eric Cannon. Yeah. Uh, that and then we started running wrestling shows and every venue pretty much has PBR so like when I started ring announcing I'm pretty introverted which if you've ever seen me ring announce you probably wouldn't believe Uh, but I'm pretty introverted so I had to get like 
a solid buzz before I really felt comfortable doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would drink PBR because it was cheap. And like people, I guess people that came to the wrestling shows that I was ring announcing knew that I grew up going to punk shows. So it was just natural for people to hand me a PBR. Like I'd be like, yeah, I need a drink. Somebody would hear that. And then I'd have a PBR in my hand within five minutes. Mm. It was kind of cool. Um, That's pretty cool. So there was that. And then um, when Brittany and I got really close with Shane Parker, who owned dead people's things, uh, the first real memory I have from hanging out with Shane was, <clears throat> I think he had posted, yeah, it was on Instagram. He had posted like this universal monsters mummy poster and some other stuff and said it was available. And I had messaged, I was at work and I messaged him and I was like, yo, I'll come by after work if you could hold that for me. So I went up there when his store was still in, I think White House. Mm. Um, I went in there, bought the stuff. We got to talking about VHS tapes and whatever, cause he collected. And then he just stopped mid conversation was like, do you like cheap beer? And I was like, I, I do actually like cheap beer. So he pulled out like 20 bucks from the register, went next door, got a 12 pack of PBR. And we just sat there and shot the shit for a couple hours drinking PBRs and talking. Um, and then when he moved to Goodlettsville, the store in Goodlettsville, uh, that was like really close to where I worked and where we live. So it was nothing for us to just go hang out on a Saturday, or Sunday, crack open a couple PBRs with him, hang out and just listen to all of his crazy flea market stories and digging stories and all that stuff um, and plan stuff. So mm-hmm. even though I wasn't drinking PBR as much at that time, cause I really don't drink often anymore. Um, anytime I was the Shane, there was at least probably two PBRs, uh, that I would drink. And I can't count the amount of times that I would start drinking at about 10 or 11 AM with him and have to stop by about one and be like, I got to go home at some point. So I got to chill. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, ah, oh, it's fine. You'll be good. And here's <laughs> another one. So he just sit there and drink. Brittany had to come get me, I think once or twice. Cause I was just like, <laughs> A lightweight man i'm a lightweight these days but yeah Whoa. shane i i think shane is actually the one that got britney on pbrs too because i the day i saw her with a pbr i was just like i'm pretty sure she had swore these off a long time ago <laughs> but then she was like this isn't a bad beer this is pretty good and i was like it's, it's not bad it, you know especially for the price yeah as far as cheap beers go it, it's it's one i would pick i actually prefer it with the bottles I like the bottled ones, mm-hmm. but I know that's not traditional in this sense. So, <clears throat> um, but that's a good uh, segue, you know. Um, you know, R.P. Shane, uh, but uh, Shane did contribute to, I think, at least the idea of what you and Brittany's new venture is is going to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh. So last summer I had a uh, spinal fusion surgery in my neck. Um, and I was down for like two months. Couldn't do anything before that. Shane and I were talking about turning the, uh, the very tiny closet inside of dead people's things into the world's smallest video store. That was going to be a huge project that we were supposed to start. But then, um, I ended up getting neck surgery. He ended up getting COVID. And then shortly after that, he ended up passing away last September, um, so we never got around to doing that, but it was something that always stuck in my head. Um, and Shane always, if you had an idea and you needed someone to believe in you, Shane was the one he might tell you like, <laughs> Hey, this is kind of fucking dumb, but you know, I'm, I'm here, you know, you got support. Yeah. Uh, try. <laughs> yeah it, it, and that was Shane's big thing was like, 
you have to try to know, like you, if you don't fail, then you'll never, you know, know where to learn from. Yeah. Um, so he was always really big on, he was like, I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you what not to do. And sometimes what to do, I can tell you what's worked for me. It might not work <laughs> for you, but here's a, a very loose blueprint. So yeah. uh, he gave a lot of people the opportunity to set up uh, at Dead Peace things and do pop-ups and push us to do flea markets and other events. Uh, really gave us a place, a free place to spread our wings and someone established who believed in us. And it might sound silly to some people, but having somebody like Shane back you was, you know, incredible. Huge. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, a staple at the Nashville flea market, uh, the redneck rumble, all these other things. He had connections forever. Um, mm-hmm. Like everything from people like me to like these 70, 80 year old men who would just stop by and talk to him for hours on end. And just, just to be able to sit there and listen to some of these stories from these older guys about like things they had when they were kids or things they had found or stuff they were trying to sell or trade to Shane, like the stories were just insane. And the appreciation that Shane had for all these things is something that I feel like I've picked up. Um, even if I don't collect it, I have an appreciation for people who collect things uh, just because I love how the mind works, what people are interested in, what people are connected to. Um, I think it's so fascinating. And I think Shane really helped pull that out of me as opposed to being somebody who's like, well, that's dumb. Why would anybody collect thumbtacks? You know, well, you know, to this one person in the world, there's like three different, you know, 300 different types of thumbtacks and they've got a little cork board with every different type. I think that's fucking cool. Now, back in the day, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, well, that's kind of dumb. But, you know, there's just an (laughs) appreciation for different things that I got from Shane. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, Shane was a cool dude. Uh, me and Meg got to meet him one time, only once, but <clears throat> he was a nice guy. Um, so yeah, to Shane, he uh, he left a lasting impression on a lot of people and pushed mm-hmm. uh, pushed a lot of us to do a lot of really cool stuff that we probably wouldn't have felt comfortable doing if we didn't have somebody like Shane in our corner. You know, like mm-hmm. having your girlfriend or your spouse or your partner back you is one thing, but when you have a guy who's got a fairly successful business saying, fuck yeah, go for it. You know, I think this idea has some legs. It kind of lights a different fire under you. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Shane was Shane was one of a kind, man. One of a kind. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely a cool dude. But that leads us to <clears throat> what at the time of this posting has been seven days old. So tell me seven days in how you feel about danger zone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me look into my crystal ball. Yeah. Uh, no, man, I'm excited. Um, I am not a person who does well with sitting around. Um, I left my job. I, I worked for Jenny Splendid Ice Creams for probably three years altogether. And I learned a lot of great stuff from that place um, that I've carried with me, you know, through different phases of life. Um, But uh, this is, you know, I started doing pop-ups and flea markets probably about three years ago. And this has always kind of been, I don't want to say like the end all be all goal, um, but it's been a huge like pipe dream basically you don't ever think you're going to be able to open a video store, especially not in 2022. When I first started doing pop-ups and stuff, I had friends in New York uh, where there were still at the time active video stores. 
saying it's going to flop, like enjoy it while it lasts, you know, I'd, and I'd make a, a couple hundred dollars at these pop-ups and flea markets. And, you know, at the time I was buying tapes for next to nothing. So I was making decent money, but at the same time, it also wasn't a lot of money compared to what I could have been making if I was doing other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, man, like it's, it's just, I, f- I feel like for the last couple of weeks, I've just been like spinning my wheels. Cause I've just been like doing little stuff to get the store ready. But now that it's like here, essentially, uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy. The amount of support we've already received has been insane. And anytime I get a little nervous, I just think about how, like when we did punk rock flea market, there was probably like 30, 40 people just asking about it, which I didn't even think about that being a thing that day. Um, I'm just, I'm really fucking stoked. Mm-hmm. Like being able to do this is insane. It, I feel like I have hacked the system in a weird way uh because now i have a place where i you know show movies on vhs for month for you know once a month at no quarter and we're opening a video store and uh it's just insane it's so much has happened in three years to Mm -hmm. like from where i started to where we are now it's insane yeah it's super cool uh do you want to talk about the stuff at no quarter you want to keep talking about uh about uh, danger zone uh, I mean, I can I can tie it all together. Um, yeah, tell tell us what the what the thing the VHS thing at No Quarter is, and what No Quarter is if you're in Nashville. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, like I said, I've been doing pop ups and flea markets for like three years, and through that, people catch wind. I was uh, talked about in the East Nashvilleian magazine uh, in the hall. I think it was the Bad Influencers Guide to the Holidays, uh, <laughs> which is pretty sick, honestly. Uh, I never thought that that would be a thing, but through that people, you know, that's, that's a pretty highly read uh, publication here in Nashville yeah. um, through that people find you through other, you know, word of mouth. And uh, the owner of no quarter had actually reached out to me. No quarter is a bar slash pinball arcade here in East Nashville. Um, and if you are a pinball nerd at all, then it's like heaven because they've got a bunch of different pinball machines. They've got all these fun drinks and snacks. It's, it's a wonderful place. Um, but the owner had reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in hosting movie nights. We did one. He was like, we'll do one and see what happens. So we did one, had a bunch of people come out. He let me set up and sell tapes, made you know decent money. Um, what was the first movie we showed? The Arcade. We showed this full moon movie called The Arcade, uh, which apparently <laughs> only me and like one other person there had seen. It's a fantastic movie. It was a great <laughs> icebreaker. Um, okay. And then last month we did Attack of the Crab Monsters. Um, I tried oh. to go. Yeah, I, I have a real hard love for, for Atomic Age sci-fi. So like 50, 60 <laughs> sci-fi. Um, so we showed that and that went over pretty well. But um, after the first one, the owner of No Quarter Seth was just like, this is incredible. He was like, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I was grinning like just a goofball ear to ear the entire night. Cause I was watching this movie and it was a huge success um, to the point where he even like went out and bought curtains to hang up like over the entryways to the little room. Really? The yeah. He was like, I want to make it more like a theater and block out some of the pinball noise. Um, so they've been like super accommodating, wonderful. They do three uh, themed drinks and drink specials and stuff for the occasion. Um, so we try to do that towards the end of every month. Um, july's will have already happened i think by the time this one comes out but expect Mm -hmm. one in august and then you know they've been great at supporting us with danger zone too you know uh seth Mm -hmm. 
he's a he's a collector of of movies vhs blu-ray all that stuff so he told us you know when the store opens he's going to be there and it's just really cool the connections that we've been able to make through you know doing stuff at no quarter and uh even bearded iris now like i'm, I'm doing stuff with bearded iris uh, mm-hmm. which is as not a beer guy it's like i'm not really a beer guy so it's weird to me that like i'm you know doing beer guy stuff i guess it's strange. what's the what's the thing with bearded iris <clears throat> Uh, they reached out to me, uh, because when SummerSlam happened here, I guess I'm going to speak about this in the past, uh, when SummerSlam happened here in Nashville, um, they, I guess realized how big of a deal it was, which was smart. Um, there's all these independent wrestling shows. There's this huge Mm -hmm. fan fest thing happening. So they were like, let's get little, or let's get like replica championship belts made, and do like <laughs> raffles, giveaways, heady beast, chicken eating contests. So yeah. I uh, emceed and hype manned some chicken eating contests, which is like, <laughs> that's the shit I've always wanted to do, man. Like yeah, I, I, I busted acid wrestling for like five years doing really random stuff. And now I feel like money was always like a weird necessity because if I'm going to be away from home, I needed to be worth it. But if it's all led to me doing oddball stuff like this, then that's, you know, I always yeah. wanted to be a horror host, but if I'm like, uh, now mm-hmm. I just want to MC food competitions. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that, we got to get you on uh, over with the boys that uh, anyone can die so, sooner or later. Oh yeah. Um, I know Brittany has been itching to get on that show, but uh, shout out to you boys. Uh, but so that happens. That would would have happened on the thirtieth, which is a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. This, if we're talking about it when we're recording, this <laughs> upcoming Saturday. Um, me and B were uh, talking about it, and I think, I think, Quick Sixer might be in attendance. Uh oh, yeah. Uh oh, we'll do a magic. Let's get it. Yeah, no, no, we might have to. We might have to let our friends over at uh, Old Bearded know what's going on. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to let them know. They need to uh, need to hook it up. Oh, they will. They're they're the best. They're I, the best. Uh, word on the street is Wiseacre is also going to be there. So, I'll have to shout out. To, oh, okay, okay. I'll have to email them. Tell them what's up. Um, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll get it going. That would be that would be, be cool. Um, yeah, I definitely want to go. I already uh, I already requested the time. Is with uh, with the spouse. Nice. <laughs> said, hey, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> go with this. Um, she was like, "What? Not what?" I'm like, yeah, we're going to this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna join a chicken eating contest. Eat chicken, and I'm gonna get super drunk, and it's gonna be great. But it's the summer tradition. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm definitely not going to fucking SummerSlam. That's not oh, happening. No, no. uh, uh-uh. that like, <clears throat> even as somebody who's been a lifelong wrestling fan, I understand summer in Nashville. And I understand being around large groups of people and those two things put together. I'm good. I would have to have gotten like the best free tickets for me to even consider going, which I knew wasn't going to happen. It sounds like Stoney's going. I think he is. I think he sounds like it. I'm like, dude, have fun. Yeah. Have fun with that. But I guess we'll get to tell him when we're talking to him at Bearded Iris. Um, Because I think he's going to go to that. I think he is. Cool. Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be a little meetup. Maybe I'll tell the boys that anyone can die to come over. And then we can hey. uh, have a big old meetup. It'll be good times. Get a big Anyways. group pick. Yeah, group pick. Oh, my God. Love group <laughs> picks. 
big fan. Oh man. If all right, so uh what all right, so to go back to no quarter real quick, what are you going to show this month? And what is the plan for August if you were to throw it out there right now? So um I guess I'll I It'll be August when this is out. So okay. Um, so the movie that we showed in July will have been Jack Frost, but not the Michael, the Michael Keaton. Oh, no. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> there is a horror. I know, I know the horror one. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is magical. I was in the shower one day, and I wanted to show Uncle Sam. I don't know if you're familiar with Uncle Sam. I know of Sam in. In the uh, what the fuck is that movie? Trick, Trick or treat. treat, but I don't know Uncle Sam. So there's like a Fourth of July horror ish movie called Uncle Sam, and it's a lot of fun. And mm. I really wanted to show that for July, <clears throat> but on the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs, they showed it. And while I still could show it, it just it I should seems I, like a ripoff, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I was like, well, if I don't do Uncle Sam. I was like, what's a good way to beat the heat in Nashville? Hmm. Show a winter movie. And then Brittany was like, oh, you could also do like Christmas in July. So I hit up the bartender at No Quarter that I talked oh. to. And she, I think she's going to do some uh, some like Christmas themed drinks. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that. I haven't picked out a movie for August yet. And typically we do like a secret movie. So even if I did have one, I don't know if I would really be able to say, um, but I'm also always open to suggestions when it comes <laughs> to these movies. It doesn't right. have to be. Horror. Well, hit me, hit me with, hit me with three, three options. And I'll, and then you tell me after the show, what are the three options for August? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, the one, <laughs> The one that I ultimately want to show before all of this is over is a movie called Microwave Massacre, which mm. is uh, not a great movie by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination, but I love it so much. Um, Night of the Living Dead is very high on my list because it's it's classic. It's every Halloween. I try to end my Halloween by watching that movie or at least falling asleep to it. Um, and if yeah. I had to pick a third one off the top of my head, um, I don't know. We've been working our way through the Ghoulies movies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched those, but they are fun. So maybe, uh, maybe the first Ghoulies movie. Okay. There's, uh, there's one, hold on. I'm going to pull it up. This is off. It's not off topic, but I'm going to pull up this movie that I saved on HBO max. I'm going to see if you've, if you've seen it. Cause I saw I watched the trailer for it and I was like, what the fuck? Well, how have I never seen this? And Time Bandits. I've never seen it, but actually I bought about a thousand tapes from a guy recently and it was in there. Really? Uh, yeah. So I might I think I actually stumbled across it uh, yesterday while we were working at the store. So I might have to pop it in this thing. Yeah, it looks dude. the trailer is nuts. Okay. okay. It's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max right now. Okay. And in HD, if you want to watch it in HD. Uh, yeah. I I'm going to add it to my letterbox right now. That way I can't forget it. I was tripping. I was like, in 1981, it's two hours long. The trail, 
dude, watch the trailer when we're done with the show because it is it's just batshit crazy. Like I, I don't know how it got made. Like I really don't. This looks it's that weird. Oh yeah, this is going to my want to watch list right now. Basically, from what I got from the trailer is a a a bunch of little people jump through time and a kid gets tangled up in their business and gets uh brought along for an adventure. That's what it sounds like. I'm in. I'm but so But there's in. like there's like there's like like Jim Henson looking shit in there. It's very labyrinthy. Have you ever seen Little Monsters with Howie Mandel and Fred Savage? I know the box art. I don't think I've ever seen it though. For some reason, the way you just described it, I'm getting some heavy little monsters vibes. Mm-hmm. So I'm 100% in. Oh, dude, I'm going to watch it. Okay. When I showed Meg, she was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I was like, and she, she was like, going to take it off the list. I'm like, don't take it off the list. I'll never find it. And I'll never remember that name again. So Time now it's in video form so I can remember it if I want to. But yeah, <clears throat> time bandits. It's something okay. I've never heard of. Ne- it was never that was one of those ones like never on TV growing up. I've never heard yeah. of that before. I've I've definitely run across the the tape or whatever in the wild. Yeah, uh, but never thought anything of it until this conversation. Honestly, yeah, I I just remember seeing the box in a yeah. box of all those tapes that I bought when you brought it up. Guess who directed it? I, I literally just looked at it on a letterbox and I can't remember. Terry Gilliam. Ooh. I'm trying to think of other stuff he's done. Yeah. But like not not like a no name director is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's like what? You know, here I'm gonna look some stuff up for you so so we can figure it out. Uh did Brazil, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the meaning of life, time bandits. <laughs> uh, a whole bunch of random shit. Oh, yeah. Jupiter Ascending, that thing with uh, Homeboy from Step Up or Dance, the dance thing. Uh, fuck, why can't I remember his name right now? He's in that, he's in the 21 Jump Street movies with. The Jonah Hill. Is it Channing Tatum? Yeah, with Channing Tatum. <laughs> I don't know how I know that. There's a movie called um Yeah, Jupiter Ascending with Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. And it's so fucking weird. But there's that. This is oh. like he's done some weird shit. But yeah. I guess the I mean, Monty it... Python shit is the famous shit. Spies like us is pretty big. Right, is that what I'm thinking it is? The zero theorem is yeah, god yeah. awful. Oh, I miss Dan Aykroyd. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. So Heath Ledger's last joint. Oh, he did Fear and Loathing. That makes sense. Yeah, and Twelve Monkeys. Weird. Um, get oh, so the Time Bandits is very Monty Pythony. Okay, like, it's like that. Okay. I had friends, um, we were, realistically, we had all probably just dropped out of high school or been kicked out, uh, and I had some friends who were really into, like, 
uh, some Monty Python movies. So for a while, uh, Monty Python movies, my house was kind of like a squatter house, essentially. If mm-hmm. you didn't have anywhere to go, you just stayed at my place. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely mine too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Monty Python movies were on quite a bit. Uh, this <laughs> is really before I had an appreciation for movies too. Uh, Monty Python was on quite a bit. And then one of our friends uh, got a job at a video store in Laverne where we lived. And he would just, uh, when people would return like porn DVDs, he would just like snatch them and bring them home. And we would just have like a weird viewing party of them just to like laugh, like watch them like bad movies, basically. That's, that's definitely a teenage or like a, a high school teenage thing to do for guys. We were, we were probably guys do that. Like, I'm sorry, everybody. Guys do that. It's, they will, they'll watch porn in a group. Like, they will do it. It's, it's it was it wasn't even uncomfortable because like the acting was so bad aside mm-hmm. from like the sex scenes. It just felt like we were watching just a really horrible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's basically what Cinemax was for like 25 years. Yeah. That's how they made yeah. their money for sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, but that's what that was. Yeah. <clears throat> so back it up a little bit. Uh, this is already, you've already opened danger zone. April 5th. Um, is there anything? I don't know. Is there anything you've learned since the opening? <laughs> no, no. Um, is there anything I, that you're hoping that it becomes? Like, uh, what's the what's the what's the hope and goal? You know, I can answer that first question. Actually, uh, okay. as, as soon as you say that you're opening a business. I'm going to sound like an asshole. There's only one way to say this. I'm just going to sound like an asshole. As soon as you say that you're (laughs) opening a business and you've like taken the steps to do so, everybody will tell you what to do. Mm. Sometimes that's great. Sometimes it's not. You kind of just have to uh, take every little piece of advice or every little nugget of knowledge that people want to share with you and kind of just cherry pick what applies to you. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been asked if we're going to sell VCRs. Uh, which I guess so is like a you? fair question. <laughs> uh, God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we've we've got a small stockpile set aside uh, for opening day, and you know, I highly doubt all the VCRs sell opening day. So, yes, we will have VCRs. Um, but what I want Danger Zone to become is like, <sighs> there's nowhere. So, like, we have media stores in Nashville. We have McKay's, we have The Great Escape, and they're great. They're wonderful. You can go there and find just about any movie you want. But it's kind of a crapshoot because, to my knowledge, they're not buying wholesale movies. They're, it's all, like, a trade basis for the most part, where they buy from, you know, individuals thing. Um, so the cool mm-hmm. thing that we're doing is we're going to – arrow and vinegar syndrome and all these boutique labels and saying, Hey, we want, we want to wholesale and carry some of these titles that we can't get here unless, you know, maybe <clears throat> I know McKay or great escape is really good about posting. Like when they buy like a haul of stuff. And so if they're like, we just got all these horror tapes in, they'll post it to Instagram and it's smart. I can't tell you how many times over the last week that I have been sent the same Instagram post um, because they bought a whole collection of horror tapes. Um, I want to be the place where if you're looking for something very niche and specific, you know, you can find it with us. Um, I want to cater to not just the people that are looking for like obscure horror, but something that for some reason I have taken 
as like a personal mission. Uh, <laughs> some one person asked me if we were going to have a kids section. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll definitely have like Disney tapes or whatever. Uh, and then I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, you can go to any thrift store and find just about any Disney tape. Like, that's not special. So uh, I had been stockpiling tapes for a while, had a bunch of storage, recently just bought a thousand, like around a thousand from this guy. I had an estate sale and probably picked up another 50. Uh, and the reason I bought the thousand tapes, there was some really good rare stuff in there that's like pretty big money, but it covered every single end. It, it covered, you know, your, your Disney clamshells, your kids, your like staple comedy action, your horror, all that stuff. Even some like weird, like train tapes and like, uh, like, I don't even know what they're called. Like just tapes on like Hawaii and just different shit like that. <laughs> so I knew I was covering every end with that. Uh, and then for whatever reason, I just made it like my personal mission to make this kid's section as badass as it could be. And I don't know if like all the tapes that I put in there are like kid friendly by today's standards, but it's stuff that we grew <laughs> up with. So if those kids don't yeah. get it, the parents are at least going to get it, you know? Yeah. Um, I just want to, I don't know. I want to be a place where you can come in and you can find a movie that you're looking for and a movie you didn't know you needed and maybe even get a recommendation based on something that I've watched or I can see like, Oh, you've picked up, you know, this movie and this movie. Well, have you seen the crush with Alicia Silverstone? Cause I absolutely love that movie and never hear anybody talk about it. Or if I see a kid picking up like home alone one and two, I can be like, Oh, if you like home alone, you should check out Bushwhack. It's got Daniel Stern who plays Marv, which is another movie I never hear people talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I don't want it to be a business transaction. I want to build those connections. That's kind of been like, the theme of my life over the last few years with wrestling. I didn't just want to be a ring announcer and commentator. I wanted to like tell stories and build connections with people, get people invested in me and the product, whatever I'm working on. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of carried that over from wrestling and it's like, you can go to any store and buy a movie and that's that it's so sterile. It's so just in a way gross, you know, like it's cool. Like I actually was hunting for a DVD in Walmart like two weeks ago, a buddy of mine put like, I think he was a, a director on this movie called Sist. And I saw that it was available at Walmart. So I was like hunting Walmart online, trying to find this. And it was nice to have that feeling back because the Best Buy by us doesn't sell movies anymore. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to find it anywhere else right now. So I was just on the hunt at Walmart looking for this fucking DVD for like weeks. Um, <laughs> that's what I want. I want people to come in and find a movie that they were looking for a movie they didn't know they wanted at the time. Um, and then just to be able to build that connection with people, you know, whether it's, you know, a horror recommendation, a comedy family, whatever, some weird cartoon. Um, <laughs> I just want to build, like, I want to keep building the physical media community in Nashville because I mean, over the last three years, I've already met so many people um, and when I started doing this, I had no idea there was like, when I started collecting and posting to Instagram, I had no idea there was an actual community. And then I found out like really quickly, but there's a lot of people that still collect, especially within the area. And then when things opened up, uh, after lockdown, I was going to great escape and thrift stores. And I was seeing people I didn't know buying tapes. And then I've met those people at some of the events that I've done. And now some of those people are like the most excited people for danger zone. So I don't know. I just, I want that like community sense where you can tell me about a movie. I can tell you about a movie. And I've even gone as far as like sometimes 
uh, a buddy of mine came to a, a flea market I was doing and we, we were trading movie recommendations and he was looking at a movie. He actually had it in his hand. It was The Crush, actually, or maybe it was The Babysitter. Another Lucy Silverstone movie. Fantastic. Uh, I was like, have you seen that? And he said, no, is it good? And I said, take it. Don't even pay me for it. Just take it, take it home, watch it. If you like it, you know, pass it on to somebody else. I just want people to see that movie. That's what I like. Making money is cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a necessity, but it's just like building that community that I really appreciate. Nice. Nice. I like that elevator pitch for danger zone opening April 5th. August. Mm -hmm. August. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> God, it's all these stupid PBRs you made me drink. Yeah, um, August 5th, 2022. You know, it's the second time I fucked up that date, right? Yeah. I said 2020 uh, on a previous <laughs> show. God, yeah. imagine doing it then. Holy I shit. Know. I said April 5th, 2020. And Brittany was like, what? Yeah, I was like, yeah. No, April. So everyone knows April 5th, 2022. <laughs> God, August. Not, uh, God damn it. August 5th, <laughs> 2022. August PB, 5th. PBR. Great eight for memory five, loss. 8 5 2022. August, not April. Why am I at April on the mind? I mean, we'll be we'll be open in April too. So come by in April. That's true. And well. yeah, vacation. Why do I got April on the mind? I don't know. That's weird. Actually, let me see. <clears throat> let me let me see what a day April 5th falls on. We can make this super specific. Oh yeah. Uh, Next year, it's it doesn't matter though. August. It's 5th. a Wednesday. Okay. April April fifth, twenty twenty three is a Wednesday. So unless we adjust our hours, we will be closed that day. But we will definitely be open <laughs> April sixth, twenty twenty three. But grand opening is August fifth of this year, twenty twenty two. And do you want to talk about the those hours and those um like what days you'll be open and whatnot? Yeah, sure. Um, we decided for now to shoot for Thursday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, we were going to do like 10 to 5 or 10 to 6. But as somebody who worked in offices for a very brief period, I know how annoying it can be. Like when you want to go somewhere and it closes at 5 or 6 and you don't get off to like 5 or 6. So it's not like we'll ever... I'm not going to give a fuck if somebody comes in at like 6.59, you know, like this is what I love. So mm -hmm. I don't care. I'll be there forever. Um, so I was like, well, what if we stay up until seven? That way, you know, if somebody's coming home and they're like, well, I don't know what I want to do tonight. Let's go grab a movie. That was always the charm of the video store to me. You just swing by after work, grab something. And, you know, maybe you get a story out of it. Maybe you just get a movie and a, a box of candy, whatever. But it's something quick to do on the way home if you just don't know what you want to do. So I decided, you know, let's shoot for that, see how it goes. But for now, it'll be uh, Thursday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. That way I can catch like a slight break one day or if I get <clears throat> a text or a message saying, hey, there's this crazy haul of tapes in Minnesota. You know, dudes selling them for dirt cheap. All you got to do is go get them. I can take my stupid ass to Minnesota and buy all these tapes and do that shit all over again the dedication God. i'm i'm currently uh i'm not going to divulge too much information right now but i'm currently <laughs> in the process of trying to track down somebody in new york uh so i can potentially buy some really sick shit so in upstate new york or new york new york i think it's upstate towards upstate hmm if I give away the city or town, I'm afraid people will know what I'm talking about, but mm. I will definitely tell you when we're done. 
All right. <laughs> so, not to be like super cryptic or anything. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, have I, fun with that. I, 20 I go up something hour drive. Uh, I mean, I, I go up there like anywhere from like three to four times a year for a specific wrestling booking that I do. Usually I fly up. Um, but I was like, I texted my, my buddy who runs the, the wrestling show. I was like, Hey, how far is this from you? He said it's about four or five hours North and he's on long Island. Uh, and I was like, cool. If this goes through and I can figure all this out, don't fly me up for the next show. I'll just drive and do this. And he was like, you're fucking insane. You're a madman. Oh man. That's like, crazy. For real. I spent a lot of time driving. What's another 40 hour round trip? You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I say it now. And then in the thick of it, I'll just be like, you're going to be like, fuck this two days yeah. there, two days back. No. Mm. But I guess if you have to get a substantial haul, then it's worth it. Yeah. Just but. completely weigh my car down and have to get gas every like five, minutes. two or three hours. Yeah. God, hell no. For the love of the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even know. Um, I don't even know what better way to end it. I mean, Danger Zone video open August 5th, Woo! 2022. This will be after, so go check it out. Do you guys have does it have it? What's the address? Do you so people can check it out if you want? Uh we can add it in post. No big deal. Okay, but. yeah, because I don't remember the actual number. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember like where it is. Yeah, I I have specifically blocked out the address so I can't tell people uh, mm-hmm. because while I've been working there, uh, I've been trying to keep people. This I mean I don't mean this to sound rude, but I've been trying to keep people away while I'm working because I knew mm-hmm. I had a tall task ahead of me doing all this essentially by myself on the weekdays while Brittany was working. So I mm-hmm. wanted to keep as many distractions away as possible. So I would just go mm-hmm. in there and do all the shit and then i had kenny showed up one day and i didn't know who he was yeah i was like (laughs) fuck's going on and then some people showed up yesterday yeah pretty much and then he was i was like oh okay yeah you know i connect the dots and we talked for a bit and he was super awesome guy uh and then we had some people show up yesterday that i wasn't expecting and i was like like britney got to see me go into like full hermit mode where i was like what the fuck is going on how did you find me (laughs) Uh, it was great yeah, that's awesome. Um, August 5th, 2022. Yeah. I will be there <clears throat> mainly because it's down the street from my house. So why, why not? Oh, yeah. I pass you guys just every, every day. single day. You have to to get yep. to there. So there's no literally no way around it. There's no escape. Pass, there's no escape. You have to pass our neighborhood. <clears throat> One day uh, you are going to leave your house and you will just have at least one uh keystone light sitting on your porch oh god that was the alternative to this pbr wasn't it it was and i only had one real story to go with that so okay we made the god we made the better choice oh keystone light man that would have been a first i'm actually curious if this will be the first check-in of this for me on untapped let's see let's see if this is it oh um out of so Brittany knows we talked about on Britney's brew review which is out now if you're listening to this that I'm on the path to a thousand and oh man just scan this label I need you guys to see this zero check-ins from you whoa 
Told you, dude. <laughs> Damn. Oh my god. So now we're one more closer to a thousand. Yeah. So after I check this in on this particular day and time, this will be my sixteen hundredth check-in. So one thousand six hundred. But my nine hundred and twenty-sixth specific beer. Damn. How long do you think it's gonna take you to get to a thousand from here? Oh, I'll get there this year, hundred percent. Like okay. no chance it's not happening. Like okay. no chance. Um, actually, me and uh B were talking about something. Uh I think I might try to plan the thousand if I don't hit it super early. Might try to plan the thousand around my birthday. That could be okay. kind of cool. When is that? December. Okay. So that could be kind of cool. But we'll see. That's kind of like I feel like I could have I could hit that anytime. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. He knows what the world holds, you know. You're you're not far off, and I feel like Nashville has become a bit of a beer hub, like eh. brewery wise, and just like what we're starting to carry now. As somebody yeah. who's not really a beer connoisseur, yeah, uh, I just see what Brittany gets <laughs> and what Brittany talks about. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, it's been it, it's definitely growing. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, and we want to be a part of that. So. <clears throat> we're you know we're trying our best but um yeah they got a bunch of cool breweries but i don't know i've said multiple times on our shows what my favorite is and uh yeah if you if you came out on the 30th you already know so (laughs) (laughs) So, but uh it's hot keystone light yeah hot keystone light it's hot summer day i want to be dehydrated before (laughs) i start drinking it I want to have a headache just looking at this beer. Yeah, I just want to just be angry about it. <laughs> Resentful. I want to taste hatred. Taste hatred. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. That's all I'm going to sh- I'm going to since we're never going to do it, I'm going to share my Keystone Light story with you. Okay. Uh I well, let me polish this off real quick. So, I used to play in a hardcore band called Hard Way Out. And we got booked somewhere in Kentucky on a Sunday. It turns out it was a dry county and we were playing at a bar. And I pretty much always got drunk whenever we played shows. Uh, There was always free beer or, you know, you get like uh, you basically get an open tab as as a band. And I was one of the only guys in the band at that time who was, I think I had just turned 21 or I was 22. So we're, we played our set and I was just like, can I get a fucking beer up here or something? And they were just like dry County. And I was like, fuck. All right. So I'm outside after our set. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. I'm tired. My voice is completely shot. And one of these strange men approaches me and he goes, I heard you were looking for a beer. And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, we got some in our van. And I was like, well, let's go. (laughs) Van beer? Yeah, I got in a van with a band that we played with. I wish I could remember their name, but I got in a van with a a band that we played with. Guys, I had literally just met in that moment. And I said, we've got beer, but it's just hot Keystone Light that we got last night. And I said, fucking pass it on down. And we put back. we we Multiple? More than one? Oh, Oh, yeah. The more you drank, the easier it got. But it was a Ugh. fucking fight from the start. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, that was my. I don't think Keystone Light has ever graced my lips. 
And I don't oh, think man. it might not ever. <laughs> People shit on Keystone Light, but it came in yeah. clutch that day. No, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, debatable if that was good or not for you that day. Oh, it 100% wasn't, but. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It, oh, my it, God. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's better mm. now. <laughs> sure. I'm not drinking yeah. hot Keystone Lights. Fuck. Playing you, you in graduated, graduated to BPR. <laughs> that day caused me to research if we were playing out of in state. Counties. Which, yeah, I was like, yeah. Can, I get, can I get booze here? But yeah, now I don't drink that something. often anymore. Yeah. yeah. Man, dry counties. Dry counties are a weird thing. Especially They're, in the South. They really are. I mean, it's like this. I mean, the South hasn't. It's, still stuck in the past but like mm-hmm. when prohibition i feel like they just kind of stopped when prohibition hit they're just like ah this works like yeah. the whole south <laughs> like, eh, we'll, we'll go there. we'll do this but um yeah man we were in uh you know a lot of people a lot of places are still like we don't sell alcohol on sundays or blah 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 or how you uh, have to wait till afternoon or some shit yeah we so I was on this show. I think I've told Brittany this before, but I was on this show in Jackson, Mississippi mm-hmm. for six months. We had to live there. And yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's, I know, moment of silence. But um, it was <laughs> uh, it was a place where you couldn't buy beer or alcohol on Sundays. But we just so happened to not know that at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were staying at these apartments and across like across there was like this park across the street and across the park, like next to the park was this Walgreens. And uh, we went in there not knowing you couldn't buy anything. Turns out their internal system did not read that law. And you could, in fact, buy booze and beer at this Walgreens whenever you wanted to. Like there was no time limit. There was no day you couldn't buy Found a loophole. It was just that Walgreens. And I, I feel like it was just the, that person, too. They're just like, yeah, like whatever. Like, we'll sell you whatever the fuck you want. They don't make enough money to care. Yeah, they're just like, we're in. <clears throat> I mean, we'd be stopping in at like 2 a.m. or whatever, like buying whatever. And they'd be like, eh. you know, just happy to see somebody, I think. But yeah, that place came in clutch a few times. It was, Did you ever buy big flats from them? Big flats, like yeah. a pallet? No, it, it, it. I think it was it came in twelve or six packs. I don't even know if it's still made, but they sold big them at, flats. at least by where I lived in Laverne, Smyrna. They sold a beer called Big Flats, and I'm pretty sure we bought an unrefrigerated six pack for a dollar ninety nine what cooled it off tried it and it was hands down i would rather drink the hot keystone light any day over big flats all right i'm looking oh so big flats is a brand okay yeah um big flats oh i wonder if you got so there's big flats 1901 and big flats 1901 light I wonder which one poor Jesse drank. 
I couldn't even begin to tell you at this point, oh, dude. This that was awful. so long ago. Oh, it's, it was bad, it, dude. It, dude, it's it's rated so bad on here. One point nine two, two point zero eight. Brittany Jeez. doesn't even like judge shit that harsh. Let's let's see. And she's she fucking put some low numbers on some shit, man. Fucking nailing them. I feel bad for some of the, some of the beers. That <laughs> I don't know this. Like I don't. Since I'm not on Untapped, I don't know. Look like uh, this. Yeah, it's got like the the wheel or whatever, or like the whatever the yeah. fuck that thing is called. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's the one. That I don't know if it was light <laughs> or not, but holy Big shit, flat. was it bad? Oh, I'd rather drink Still God. Reserve. I don't know your thoughts on Steel Reserve, but uh, it's not delicious. So you're talking to a guy who's had who's who's in for sure had 40s of like King Cobra and shit Mm -hmm. before. So it's like all of there's a tier. All right. You know, there's levels to this shit. (laughs) That is a different level that I do not willingly walk into most of the time. We said dollar ninety nine. Yeah, let's give it a shot, and uh, you gave it a shot. That's it. Yeah, it's all yeah. deserved. It's yeah, all I'm ever pretty, deserved. As as punk as I'd like to think we were, I'm pretty sure that beer never got drank after that. Yeah, there's there's a certain point where you pour it out, and it's yeah. like you feel bad for it, and you're like, someone did, someone worked on this. Like I don't know who actually they weren't qualified, probably, but I think somebody drank. So I think we opened one and we, if, if memory serves, if we opened one and all took a sip or like there was a collective, absolutely the fuck not. And then it stayed in the fridge for most of the night. And then we were running low on beer. And one of the guys was just like depressed and he was like, I'm going to drink it. I'm just going to drink it. I have to. And we were like, you, you don't have to, like, we can just pour it out. It's fine. A dollar 99 was a lot of money for us at that point. It was probably like 2000. 12 11 oh it was more recent than it should have been um <laughs> but uh yeah he was just like i want to drink it i have to drink it and we were like you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. he he drank i'm gonna say he drank at least three of the remaining five. Oh, yeah he Poor liked son. to hurt he died apparently he did yeah. make it past that night yeah r.i.p in peace man. yeah Big flat. Yeah. yeah, it's bad stuff. Oh don't advise. I, don't, I will never advise that to anyone. Yeah. No. So here's your fucking warning right now. Don't ever <laughs> drink that. Ugh. Actually, seek you know out the now I'm going to seek it out. I'm going to find that oh, shit and God. drink it. Uh, I'm maybe surprised that'll be the up. thousandth. Maybe that'll be the thousandth beer. Don't. Don't do yeah. that. You, you work too hard to just let yourself down like that. That's <laughs> fucking big flats light. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Oh, look, a terrible idea. We, I mean, at, at this point, we were actively seeking out like we we got uh, one of the like beer and tobacco stores by the house to get beer thirty for us. So we yeah, had beer, beer 30. thirty. Beer thirty is not bad. Uh, we <laughs> ran through a thirty rack of it in a night. Yeah, and, uh, as you do, you don't let that sit. But... Absolutely not. We woke up the next day, and we were all just like. had the worst hangover like the worst hangover that any of us have ever had and i'm like looking at the box and the cans and there was like no alcohol content 
like no label for the alcohol content, no, no ingredients, nothing. Just purple and blue can beer 30. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I was like, what the fuck did we put into our bodies? And then we found another 30 pack called Pong beer, which was a 30 pack that was supposed to come with a ping pong ball. Oh, uh, that was a surprise. Yeah. Like a cereal box. <laughs> Just a cereal box full of hurt. Let's see what beer 30. All right. Beer 30 does not even come up as a beer Man. in here. All right, but I wonder what it's. Oh, hold up, maybe. Beer thirty. I wonder. Oh, I'm gonna Google it because I really want to know who makes beer thirty. I know is it's an actual like. Oh, that makes sense. Oh no, that's not it. No, that's a song. There's a song apparently. Nobody should be writing songs about beer thirty. Mm-mm. Ah, ah, here it is. <laughs> here it is. What a travesty. Anytime is the right time. Beer 30. There's beer 30 light as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who makes this trash? That's exactly what it is. It's just trash juice. It really is. I mean, if you got 15 bucks to blow and you really want. To it's get not, drunk, there's no not even fifteen dollars. It's not no way. I think it's fifteen after tax. No, no, <laughs> it's like five dollars. God, it. it barely covers the aluminum cost. Like you could get if you had twenty dollars, you could get like eight Big Macs and a thirty rack of beer thirty and be the richest man in the land. Oh, dude, the richest. You be the the dude. Oh my God, there's so there's a beer thirty ice. Uh uh-uh. uh Mm hmm. Oh, it's black and purple. Oh, that made me spine tingle. Yeah, God. Trying to figure out who the fuck. Like, how do you drink? Or it's 14. You're right. It's 14.99. What the fuck? Who makes this shit? It, It does not say on the side of the box. Literally nothing. It doesn't say shit. It's like a phantom beer. Beer 30. Who makes it, man? This is this is a, a challenge. I'm gonna Google it on the computer because I'm also on a computer, so we can figure <laughs> this out. Who makes beer thirty? I hope nothing comes up. Melanie Brewing Company. That sounds fake. That sounds that like a sound money laundering fake. scheme or something. Melanie is like M E L A N I E out of Wisconsin. So, the same place we're drinking this bullshit that you, you have been drinking tonight. <laughs> Guess the percentage. What's for like a, a normal, like Budweiser, Bud Light? What's like the typical alcohol content? Oh, so, I have something to go off of. This is this is beer 30 light. Hold on. Beer 30 light is a 4%. So I'm gonna regular say Budweiser is 5.2. So I'm gonna say regular beer 30 is six percent. Mm. Oh my god, Jesse, there's so many different kinds. I I knew about beer 30 and beer 30 light, but finding out there's an ice and whatever else there might be. Dude. If they could, I need them to get into the seltzer game, is what I need. Oh, beer 30 ABV regular has is zero there's no alcohol in it 
And regular beer 30? Regular beer 30 is no alcohol. That's what it says. Then how did I wake up with one of the worst hangovers oh, of my life? It just life? says not listed. Oh. Not listed. So there's probably beer, but or there's probably alcohol, but it's not listed. I hope it varies by can. Like one can <laughs> you got a 12%, the next one you got like 0.5. They're high though, so there is there's chance. Because a lot of the beers that this company makes are high gravity. So like a good number are 10. There's an 11% one. Jesus Christ. Beer 30 ice is 5.5. Something about ice beers. I'm just like, uh, I can't do it. So I'm going to bet you beer 30 is like a, probably a 6.0. I'll bet. I'll bet that for real. That's probably Man. why. That's yeah. That I just remember waking up the next day, and I was so hungover. Like, oh my god! A, a lot of times when you're hungover, you're like, "What's the craziest thing I can put in my body?" But the thought of eating just made me want to die. Yeah. And then we ended up at a Chinese buffet, oh. and I did I did the math, and between the beer, there was a there was like three of us I think that were drinking beer that night. Uh between the three of us, we drank fifty beers that first night. So we're sitting there hungover. Three people? Yeah. We, yeah, I don't know if that's like a lot or not, but we were on that's a mission a just few. to get pretty blacked yeah, out. That's just pretty, pretty up there. That's for sure. We, so we're sitting at the Chinese restaurant and we're like going through the numbers. I was like, all right, so we had the, the 30 beer thirties and then we had whatever else. And I was like, we probably drank about 50 beers between the three of us last night. And I was like, if we drink 50 more tonight, that's a hundred beers in two days. So we just decided that that was what we should do. So we gathered all of our money and I think got another 30 rack of uh, beer 30 and some other shit. And at the time, my best friend didn't drink beer. So he was only drinking four locos. Uh, Yeah. That's where we were at. Okay. That's a choice. And that's when they, I think that was right before they like changed it. Yeah. So (laughs) wouldn't do weird things to you. (laughs) He was, yeah, he was drinking like the straight up death juice. Yeah, the shit that was so, killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a fucking beast, man. He would drink like three or four of those things in a night, and I did not fucking understand it at all. Oh, at all. No, no, thank you. Mm-mm. Well, anyways. <laughs> August 5th, 2022. Danger Zone video. Um, Where can people follow you guys? I know you guys are doing just on social, so... What's up? Tell everybody where you can find you and then we out of here. Yeah. Uh, for now, uh, if you want to look up Danger Zone, we're on Instagram exclusively right now. I'm sure that'll change in the near future, but you can find us on Instagram at Danger Zone Video. Uh, if you're interested in any of the weird shit that I do personally, or if you're interested in just VHS tapes, you can follow me on Instagram at VHS Party Tonight or at Righteous Jesse uh, if you care about chicken eating contest and professional wrestling and the weird shit that I do. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty much it these days. Mm-hmm. And of course you can catch Brittany on Brittany's brew review and she'll be talking about danger zone a lot as well in the next couple months. So uh, I know specifically she's talking about it the day after it opens in this particular month. So <laughs> hope you liked that one because it was a fun one. Hell yeah. But anyways, this is BFFs. I appreciate you coming on, Jesse. Yeah, thanks and for having out. me, man. Yeah, man. <laughs>